You are tuning in to the Atlanta Realtors Rundown, the official podcast for the Atlanta Realtors. We're here to keep you updated with the latest trends, topics, and keep you in the know of our ever-changing Atlanta market. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hola familia and welcome to another episode of the Realtor Rundown. Uh, today our podcast office is swarming, believe it or not, with black suits and secret service because we have none other than our ARA 2023 president, Mr. Michael Fisher. It's an honor to have you here, Michael. Welcome, welcome. Man, it's good to be here. I'm not sure about the suits, but I'll take your word for it. I'm, I'm, it's a pleasure to kind of join you here today. Listen, that's the point. They stay hidden. But uh, I'm excited because for those of you out there who are listening to our podcast, who have not heard Michael speak or haven't seen Michael involved here around the organization, uh, you know, this is the perfect introduction. And for those of you that do know Michael, let's see what we can get out of him that we didn't know before. Okay. So um, before, you know, they come and whisk you away, uh, you know, Air Force One style, let's get started. Um, I'd love to hear about your journey before real estate. Can you tell us what led you into it? how long ago and why? Well, first of all, thanks again for having me. This podcast has been something that um, I had the pleasure of watching start and grow from from just an idea and a concept. And it's a real testament to our committee work and our leadership team that, you know, we, we saw a need and we're able to kind of address it and to, to be here now giving an interview and, and, and talking to our members and, and the public is pretty cool. Um, I got into real estate back in 2010. Um, I think I was probably the the only crazy person to actually get into real estate. Before that, I I went to the University of Georgia, graduated. Uh, go dogs, by the way. Um, you know, it, it was an interesting time to to think about getting in real estate, but it was something that I always loved. I had a desk job um, with very strict rules on what you could and couldn't do, and I've never been somebody that works well in a confined environment. Um, so I got licensed, started taking my classes in 2009, um, officially jumped into the business in 2010 and kind of never looked back. Um, started in Athens, um, eventually ended up moving into the city and uh, following all my friends that had also graduated. My first client base was a lot of uh, first-time homeowners that were graduating from the University of Georgia. They, they came into the city and I kind of followed them and started helping them in their real estate game. Um, Worked with a lot of investors over the years. It was a good time for investors to be in the marketplace. Um, and, you know, two years after I got started, I worked with a boutique brokerage here in town. And uh, my broker said, Michael, you need to go get involved in the Realtor Association. And so I follow that. And, and I always say this, if you have mentors in your life, it's always really important to not only listen to what they tell you, but to actually do it. Uh, one thing I found in, in growing up is that the mentors are abundant. People love helping other people, and nobody got nobody's successful in this business without a mentor. Um, but if you don't do what the mentor tells you, they're not going to waste your time on you. And and I learned that early on, and, and I think it's it's an important lesson for anybody that's newer to the business. Find find a mentor, but when they give you things to do, and they're asking you, these are, these are check marks for them. And if you don't do those, and you don't, they're not going to waste their time with you. So um, I took took my mentor's advice there, my broker, got involved, you know, and it just um, one thing led to another. And 10 years later, you know, here I am being installed as president. Uh, it's a little surreal, surreal, but it's a it was it's been a fun journey. Yeah. Well, I want to. Well, first of all, you, you mentioned something that I love that alumni event 
whenever there is one for my college, I always go back to them. Yep. It's this reminder too. It's not like we've forgotten what I do. It's just a reminder of, hey, Manny is still around. He's still active. And uh, that, that's a big one because that was kind of one of my first clientele bases too when I went into it. Um, well, you mentioned, you know, 10 years later, here we are. I want to hear a little bit about that journey. You know, I mean, were you involved, you know, in different committees? Did it, was it straight to the top? Like what, what exactly did that look like for you? I mean, I think the, the cool thing about this industry in general is that anybody can take different paths to, to be successful. I mean, if you look at just the sales side only, think about how many different kinds of clients you can work, different markets, different price points, different styles, timelines, people moving in and out of the city. I mean, there's so many paths just within a small part of sales. Um, ARA to me is just like that. You know, you find something you're passionate about and and you you show dedication and, and put the time in. Uh, my first my first kind of thing that I really enjoyed was advocacy. And I still at the core of everything that the Realtor Association does, I'm, I'm insanely passionate about advocacy. Uh, I just think what we do on the governmental affairs side is so important to protecting our industry and keeping us involved. But also, as as a newer agent, the information that I got that I was able to transfer back to my clients about what was happening in the political side of the city, whether it was you know Brookhaven where I live or the city of Atlanta, kind of knowing the nuance of the the environments for development and you know people that were you know, cities that are adjusting to populations coming in or out gave me some some really in-depth knowledge that I was able to pass along to my clients. And as a new agent, that was immensely valuable. Um, but as I kind of, you know, got involved, um, other opportunities kind of came above and, and I was asked to continue serving. And one thing I hate saying is no. I'm sure you can relate to that, Manny, because I know I've asked you several times uh, to, to, to get involved and stay involved, and, and you're pretty good at saying yes to. Um, but... You know, it, I, I got to touch different parts of the organization over the years, whether it be member engagement or our philanthropic endeavors. And it just one thing led to another. And I was asked to serve on the executive team. And after four years of, of that, I was um, fortunate enough to be able to be uh, appointed as the president elect and got to work with uh, Madam President Karen Hatcher last year and um, and serve as our president this year. So. It's, it's kind of been a, a long journey, but at the same time, it's it's been a blink of an eye. I love it. I love it. Yeah, and there's that consistency of, you know, leadership that keeps kind of being churned out is what I've noticed, too, because I had the, the privilege of kind of uh, working, doing a podcast with uh, President Lippert, who was before President Hatcher. I got to interview her for her first uh, when, when she first got installed and now with you. I mean, it's amazing to see kind of the work that you all do and how it really does I mean, it's, it's for the membership, you know, and we want to keep these things going and these, uh, like you said, work and advocacy and work in these different committees uh, moving forward. Uh, you mentioned something that stuck out to me. You mentioned your broker kind of led you to ARA specifically. So I'm guessing that's kind of one of those people, kind of mentors in, in, in your uh, journey. Can you please share with us any other specific mentors or, you know, within the organization or outside that really kind of have helped you out? Yeah. Um, Manny, do you have siblings? I do. Okay. So I, I never um, start talking about mentors until I, I bring up my little sister. Uh, if anybody else has family members, uh, particularly siblings, uh, for me, my sense of kind of compromise and, and uh, conflict resolution and, you know, bigger picture stemmed from all those relationships, you know, and, and, and just 
good times with my little sister. Um, I say good times, also bad times. You know, you know, <laughs> as any sibling, um, you can be you know throwing stuff at each other one minute and um, hugging and best friends the next. And so, um, growing up in a in a household with with my parents and my sister. Um, really kind of gave me a lot of my core values and, and, you know, my dad, he's just a super hard worker and really puts his head down and, and accomplishes tasks that he sets out to. And he, and he, he really doesn't know how to say no to anything. Uh, my mom is, you know, she's the, the fairness and equity. Um, she always, you know, reached out when we were having an argument or, you know, we could just say, Hey, you know what, that's enough. Let's pause. Let's make up. Let's move on. And so I got that from her. And then, of course, like I said, my little sister, um, I definitely learned how to compromise, maybe not as early as I would have liked or as early as my parents would have liked, but um, kind of seeing the bigger picture and, and understanding you know, some of these conflicts. Um, so I, I, I put a lot on my parents. And then along the way, I mean, gosh, I'm, I'm so fortunate to have had so many mentors within this business. Um, I remember... Uh, and, and I'll, I'll tell a story here. So the past mayor of Atlanta, Sam Massell, um, he gave a speech at a, at a presentation. It was just a small realtor event. And he said something that really stuck with me, which was, if anybody wants to come and meet with me in my office and talk about real estate, give me a buzz. And I had been licensed at that point in Atlanta maybe six months or so. And I said, well, he invited me. I'm going to give him a call and see what happens. And so I called his office got a time to talk to him with his secretary. He called me maybe 30 minutes after the secretary hung up and said, did you really just call me? And I said, yeah, um, who am I speaking with? And this is, he said, this is Mayor, Mayor Sam Massell. Um, nobody's ever actually taken me up on that offer to come and sit with me in my office. And so um, he said, I would be just, it would be an absolute pleasure to meet with you. And so um, here's me at, you know, I think at the time I'm probably 25 and I had just been licensed. It's the middle of the recession. The market's, you know, in turmoil. And here's the former mayor of Atlanta welcoming me into his office. And we ended up sitting down and we talked for an hour and a half. And he was so generous with his time and he was so kind to me. And, and I'll never forget that generosity. Um, but he gave me some, some things to do, you know, that mentors do. He told me some organizations to join. He talked about how important and, and um dynamic the Realtor Association was here, particularly Atlanta. Um, Sam's more on the commercial side. So, um, you know, he did a lot of, of um, selling of the city to executives and whatnot, trying to draw them into the city. But I think there's a lot of overlap between how commercial practitioners um, market the city as a great place to live and, and how we do it. And so I learned a lot. And, and most importantly was just that, you know, always keep your door open for people. Um, and, and so I'll never forget Sam opening his door and he passed away recently and he's got a book called played again, Sam. So if anybody's looking for something on their reading list, he's got an incredible story, um, of how he got into politics and, you know, he's just a, he was a great guy and, and a very giving person. And that kind of mentality is something that I've lived with. Um, you know, I, I constantly say, you know, if anybody wants to have a cup of coffee with me, I, I'm not nearly as important as Sam was, but my, my desk is open and so far nobody's taken me up on it. So I, I can relate to him in that in that capacity, but the the important thing is that you know you be approachable, and that um, people people are willing to help and, and they want to help. They want to see people succeed. Absolutely, no, and that that giving of time is so important. It really speaks to character. I think I, I have the same very similar experience with those people who I call mentors of 
you know, the most valuable thing they ever gave me was their time and their attention, you know, and, and their advice. So that's amazing. Also, as you went through the lessons with your family, I had, you know, I had to sit and reflect. It sounded like a, a board meeting, you know, for yeah, right. <laughs> conflict resolution being the uh, the thing that makes us all work together in the end. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, you know, I'm excited because 2023 is, is going to be fun. It's going to be full of, you know, kind of things for us to find out and, and overcome. And uh, as your presidency begins, I want to kind of hear what that looks like for you. Um, you know, how you see it unfolding, goals, initiatives. Uh, I know you've got some fun stuff up your sleeves. Yeah, so I, I shared this in my installation speech. Um, if you talk about realtors as a whole, generally the public and the consumer doesn't have the highest opinion of, of our of our work. Um, you know, we, we constantly rank at the bottom of a lot of these lists that, um, you know, rank favorability within different, you know, professions. Um, and, I, and that always kind of, ticks me off a little bit because I know how hard we work and I know how much value we bring to consumers. And um, the interesting thing is if you rephrase the question and reframe it just slightly differently, not what do you think about realtors in general? What do you think about your realtor in general? The entire conversation changes. People love their realtor. They love their guy. Um, Manny, I know you've got a, a good business and, and I've kind of built up one as well. It's all referral based, and we wouldn't get referrals if people hated us. Yeah. And so this 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 dynamic between us as a whole and us as an individual um, had you know it's it inspired me. And you know what I wanted to do is find a way to tell our story better. And so this year, we've launched an initiative um, using a hashtag called Showing Our Work. Um, and what my goal is for our association this year is for us to start sharing our stories. The volume numbers are great. I love seeing when people sell $150 million, right? The consumer cares a little bit less about how successful we are. What they like is human interest stories. They like hearing about a veteran that leveraged a 100% VA loan to buy a home. They love hearing about a first-time homeowner that you know has dreamed about selling a home or, or, or living in a home and they finally get it. They love hearing about small businesses and mom and pop shops. Um, real estate is is a great catalyst for entrepreneurs, and there's so many amazing stories that I've heard over the years. And my goal through this hashtag is to really demonstrate how much value we bring, not just to the actual transaction itself, but to our communities. Um, I know that you can personally relate to this too. I mean, just through your work in NALRAP and LGBTQ plus Alliance, there's so much more that goes on outside the transaction. Yeah, 100%. You know, that you brought up these, some of these organizations. For me, that's how I ended up in real estate was I started, you know, as an investor. And then all of a sudden I saw these groups that needed work within this industry. And, and you know, I, I kind of did. I felt a little bit of a calling to it. And when we talk in that manner with our clients or, you know, we hear them talking about us and the work that we do outside of that transaction even, you know, it, you, you do feel that relationship building. Um, and I love, I love the hashtag uh, showing our work because we, we do make it we have a way of making it look easy sometimes in real estate, right? So people see it's what makes us good at what we do, right? People yeah. see we're under contract. People see we close. What they didn't see is the seven times that that ball almost got dropped. Or you the know, three months of preparation that went into that listing that was not Absolutely. ready to sell, or or the countless vendors that we shuttled through the home in perfect sequence, yeah. to get the home ready. And it, and then all that means 
is more value for the consumer, more value that, you know, that homeowner who's by and large, the house is the, the biggest asset that, that a, a family has. And so if you can get, you know, $20,000 more on a listing, that's life-changing money. And then yeah. thanks to our lobbying and our, and our, you know, the advocacy work we've done, you know, gains on, on real estate, if it's a primary residence, are not taxable. I'm not a CPA, by the way. Uh, but they're not taxable from, from $250,000 for a single person to $500,000 for a family. So it's not just the $20,000. That's taxable, non-taxable income that, you know, either rolls into another property or pays for a home renovation or pays for the move or the furniture. Um, and then also, you know, it often means less time on market so people can be a little bit more agile. Yeah. Um, so there's just a tremendous amount of value and it's so important to get these things right. It is. I mean, and as we sit here, we're going through a million things that we want to improve in our industry, a million things that we want to do and we, we keep, you know, working towards. So with that in mind, you know, I, I have been part of some organizations. I've been uh, I've been I've been worked with groups where <laughs> well, worked with groups where you do have limited time to kind of make that impact, right? So the presidency here at ARA is one year if I'm Correct, yep. right? Yep. So that's a lot to fit in. So I wanted to ask you, how will you achieve everything that you set out to do, you know, in this in this rather small time frame? So I, I can't really properly articulate how much work goes into the planning. Um, so all of 2022 is spent really developing the plan, working on the calendar, working with our, our leaders, working with our committees, um, making sure the right people are in the right places. Um, I think I have just as president, something like 50 or 60 different appointments that I have to make for this particular year. So for me, you know, I'm a planner. I live and die by my calendar. And if you're in real estate and don't live and die by a calendar, I don't know how you survive. Like people do it <laughs> and I can't relate to it. Um, but I, I wanted everything in my calendar as far out as possible. So uh, for me, you know, it was, a, it was, I see my role within the, the association to keep us on track, keep us focused keep us organized, and then I want to get out of the way and let our members do their things. Yeah. So I don't come with a you know massive personal agenda. I want to tell our story, and I want to make sure the organization runs very smooth and efficient uh, because that's the best thing at the end of the day for our members. Um, the committee process is incredibly important. So we did, you know, you were, you took part of our le in, with our leadership training, and a lot of what we talked about there was, you know, how does an idea become policy? How, how do you take something that comes up in a committee environment? How do you empower committee members to want to bring up ideas? Yeah. And, and then how does that then move through to the board of directors and become policy? Um, you know, everything that we do, this podcast is a great example of it. It was an idea that came up, went to a committee, worked its way through organization. Along the way, it gets polished. Lots of people get to get give input. Um, it's put together and then you know, the end product is so much better than what the original core idea was. Yeah. Um, so I see my job as, you know, building consensus and, and giving a, a good platform for these ideas to turn into policy. Uh, and I think that it's, it's all planning. So yeah. it's working with our staff, working with our leaders to make sure that we're really developing this um, smooth flow through the organization um, that allows our members to feel like their voice matters. I like that. You know, as you as you put it that way, obviously, I hadn't seen it, you know, from from that side, I've seen it from the side that, you know, sits on the board, and I, I see kind of the appointments that have come in. And I see that you are 
putting people to work, right? You are giving them a chance to rise up to the occasion, you know, by their leadership in different committees or people that are newer, you know, putting them in vice chair positions and that type of thing. So that is, uh, it is, it is a beautiful thing to see when, when you are able to give opportunity to people. And that sounds like one of those really cool things trust about and your em- presidency. Yeah. And it's trust and empowerment. You know, okay. I, I have unlimited amounts of trust for our leadership team. I think they're incredibly capable and uh, I think through trust, you build empowerment and people feel like they can make a difference. And um, so that's my goal. Really I just, that. I, I want to get out of the way and let, let our members do their thing. They're so incredible. All right. Well, you heard, heard it here first, y'all. 2023 is going to be one to watch. Um, all right. Well, listen, we, we've talked a little bit about business and the industry and all that. And uh, I, I told Michael to prepare himself because I've got a speed round of questions that I wanted to ask, right? We gotta, we gotta get to know Michael outside of the association just a little bit. So I've got uh, about 10 questions here. Just give me your answer, no need to explain. Uh, we'll go straight through it. First one, tell me the place you want to visit most in heaven. Antarctica. Antarctica, I love that. All right, favorite local owned restaurant? Chops. Chops, okay. Uh, let's see. An item that you collect. Do you have a collection? Memorabilia from Georgia Football Championships. Oh, I like it. I like it. Dogs. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here's a good one. Would you rather be besties with Beyonce or Rihanna? Beyonce. <laughs> the people wanted to know, so. All right. I, I You know, I'm going to ask this one. We already got the answer. Favorite sports team? Go dogs. There we but, go. But I will say that. I am anything with an A or a G on the jersey and a ball, I'm in on it. So I'm a Hawk season ticket holder. I hold season tickets for Atlanta United. I go to way too many Braves games. Anything that um, you know involves our city, bringing people together, I'm all about. I know that was a long answer, but no, it's not I just it. about the dogs. No, I, I actually I've seen you at a couple different sporting yep. events, so that's why I wanted to I want to get down to, to business <laughs> on that one. Uh, let's see, first concert attended, Sister Hazel. Okay. Where do you go when you want to be alone? The gym. Okay. Dogs or cats? Dogs. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) What habit holds you back the most? Ooh, that's tough. Mm -hmm. What habit holds me back the most? Had to throw in a thinker in there for sure. I go to bed too late. Ah, I can relate with that one. <laughs> What's the funniest prank you've done or have had done on you? And I know you've got a couple buddies that are pranksters. So, do you remember back when uh, people used to ice people? That was a thing for like a year. Yep. Um, I am the most gullible person ever, and cannot tell you how many times I got iced. Um, I'm not going to say I won't bring that up later <laughs> in life, but good to know. Please don't ice me. I will forgive. <laughs> I will definitely fall for it. I do it every time. Uh, let's see. And you know what? Bonus question right here. Do you believe in fate? I believe you make your own luck, and I think that ties to fate. I like it. I like it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you sat through the hot seat. Thank you so much, Michael. All right, it wasn't so bad. That was fun. It wasn't too bad, right? Uh, I feel like the most controversial question on there was definitely Beyonce or Rihanna, especially with the uh, Super Bowl halftime show coming up. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, um, I, you know, if y'all don't know me, I, I listen to a lot of music, so um, those two are both on, uh, regulars on my playlist, but. <laughs> I think Beyonce's moved the needle just a little bit more on the culture side, which is why I went with her. I like it. I like it. All right. Let me ask you, uh, we're going to get back to to, to our membership, right? So what advice would you like to pass to our membership, uh, you know, as we prepare in our businesses for 2023 as well? 
I, I think it's hard to nail it down to, to one piece. Um, I think the great thing about our association is we're so dynamic. We can serve um, people at any stage of their career. And, you know, my advice for someone that's newer to the business is going to be different than a veteran. Um, but I would say, you know, a consistent thing is, is find a way to be involved at some level. Um, the networking, I can't, I've done so many deals with people that I've gotten to know within these walls and I've been surrounded at times we've sat around tables before and I've kind of counted up the production represented at the table. And sometimes, you know, we're talking about billions of dollars of real estate being traded and the amount of knowledge and experience within these walls is just unbelievable. Um, you know, I think you should surround yourself with people that you want to be like and, and that have habits that you want to emulate. Um, for newer people, find a mentor. That's that's my advice. Nobody is nobody here is self-made. Manny, I know you've had a, a, a lot of mentors. Um, I've had countless, and, and I would not be here with, without just the support of so many different people that have, you know, taken time to to help me through, through this entire journey. Um, I'm the first-generation college graduate. I'm a first-generation generation, um, realtor. I didn't grow up in the city. I grew up in Gwinnett. So, you know, for me to carve out a piece of, of the market and have a successful business and to be in this position, um, you know, it really took a village. So that's that's my main advice for somebody new. For those of you that are more experienced and, and leaning into your business, um, I just think there's the amount of information and networking that you can do within this building. It really keeps you honed into what's going on in the market. Um, I can't tell you how many times we're sitting around a table and somebody's talking about a transaction that happened or, you know, a predatory practice. I mean, we, you know, there's always predators within this marketplace that are trying to take advantage of the consumer and just being aware of what's going on makes me better at what I do. And, um, I don't think there's ever a time where you can be complacent and sit back because the second you do, other people will start overcoming and, and, and taking market share away from you. So for me, it's always been a process of, um, professional development and growth and then you know just being around people that kind of keep me honed in and and knowledgeable and i think you know whether my clients know it or not they appreciate that and it, it helps me help them i love that uh you mentioned a couple things in there you how we do have to stay on top of our business constantly right that is that is 100 true in real estate um, and I want to ask about that balance for you because I know also you have a beautiful family. Obviously, you talk about your sister and, and your parents. Uh, you know, how do you find time to balance that? And, you know, what advice would you give us on that side? Well, I think you mentioned that that bad habit of going to bed too late. Um, that might have something to do with my bad habits is the fact that I've got two little ones at home and, and um, we've got a rescue dog as well, which... She, she's very patient and, and but also needs attention and love. Um, yeah. I think it's about setting boundaries. I mean, I have a real strict um, guideline. I, I generally don't start work before nine um, because in the morning it's it's about being with the girls and getting them ready for school and getting them out the door. And then I, unless it's just an absolute emergency, I'm generally not working past seven. I try and set boundaries around that. I, I Even as president, um, I quickly learned that Things are typically an emergency if you make them emergencies. emergencies. Yeah. Um, and and if you plan and stay disciplined, you can avoid, um, you know, these. I'll wake up sometimes to texts, you know, from other agents at 1030 at night, 11 o'clock at night. And to me, there's no reason um, those kinds of messages can't be sent in business hours. Um, and, and if you're sending things that late, you're not planning out your day right. 
So um, it's a lot of planning. It's a lot of discipline. Um, but I make sure that, you know, what I do within the association doesn't come at the expense of my family. Okay. Um, there's a lot of commitments. There's a lot of traveling involved, uh, which is one thing that's a little different. You know, in, in this industry, we get to stay home. We get to start the day at home. There's no traveling. But within the association, you know, when you're working in this world, there's a lot of travel that is involved. So, um, yeah, it's about just, just being disciplined, putting in good good practices. And, and like I said, I live by that calendar. Um, and if you don't live by the calendar, you know, I, I don't know how somebody could possibly keep keep track of all that. But, um, you know, my clients respect that, too. And, you know, I tell them, look, unless it's emergency, I'm not, you know, there's no need, no reason for us to be talking after 7 p.m. Um, so sometimes it comes up and, you know, they know if I'm calling them late or I'm, we're sending messages late that it's it's going to be really, really important. But um, yeah. I think setting boundaries is, is really important. And, and the clients respect that. They don't want to get you know, they don't want to get texts at 1030. Yeah. Other realtors respect that. They have families, they have lives. Um, and, and the worst thing is waking up, you know, at 1030 in the morning or 10, waking up at say six or seven in the morning and seeing that you, you know, you missed a text at 11 o'clock that you feel like you've immediately got to respond to. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, you know, you mentioned the traveling now that you're part of the organization, especially as president. Right. And that stood out just because before I got involved, I think I'd be a little confused by that. Um, will you actually explain to us a little bit of kind of what these these trips look like, what you're doing on these trips when you are, especially as president, right? Um, I know one of them I can think of off the top of my head is working with the Georgia Association of Realtors, right? Yep. So can you tell us a little bit more of what that entails? Yeah, so, you know, I have the honor of representing our association. So, you know, for those of you not quite familiar with the structure, there's a local, state, and national levels of, of the Realtor Association. Each one handles different a different scope of, of the industry. Um, particularly the way to think about it is you know, you've got local governments, you've got state governments, and you've got federal governments, and all of those have different responsibilities as far as taxes and, you know, but, but within the organization itself, um, the state association serves lots of different roles. And so they have conferences and meetings, and um, it's part of my honor as being president to go and represent our voice in Atlanta as the... Um, you know, one of the largest trade associations. We're the 19th largest realtor association in the country. Um, so we have a, a, a loud voice and, you know, we can move the needle on policies that our members bring to us. Um, and I will say that too, if, if you're seeing something in the market, talk to somebody, right? You know, oftentimes the policy, and, and we've had things that literally go into federal law that were brought up by an agent in Atlanta seeing something predatory or seeing an opportunity for um, tax credits or, or you know, whatever it might be. Um, the Even though the, the association is 1.6 million members nationally, um, we have a voice at the national level and we're able to, you know, kind of influence what, what happens at the national level. Um, so, yeah, it's just a, it's a process of being present and, and representing and making sure that we are part of the conversation at that level so that our interests here in Atlanta and, and, and within the state of Georgia are represented. I love that. And thank you for explaining that because it kind of correlates a little bit with what you talked about, you know, some advice to newer agents or or really to all agents that maybe don't get out there and network within our industry, right? I mean, if we're head down and think that our business is just, you know, what we generate within ourselves, we're not going to get too far because some of this networking with other agents here locally or like you do, travel abroad and get to learn about different practices and all that 
really help you in your own industry, right? Learning what yeah. other people are doing, that kind of thing, opportunities and that maybe we're missing out on. I'll plug too. I mean, these conferences are open to all of the members. Uh, one of my favorites coming up in May, it's the conference in D.C., and um, it's our legislative conference. So we actually go to D.C. and we'll have 15,000 realtors that will descend on Capitol Hill. And all of these interactions with our legislators influence the policy that happens at the national level. So if you like taking your mortgage interest rate deduction or you think it helps your business, you have the opportunity to tell that to your legislator. And there's a reason why um, a lot of real estate tax benefits are often on the chopping block because the government's looking for ways to create revenue. Um, but we have the ability to go in and really articulate and explain how important that is to families, to consumers, to the real estate industry and, and the economic engine that it provides. And so we're able to tell our story at the national levels and meet one-on-one -on -one with a lot of these legislators. Yeah. Um, that conference is free to attend. You just got to pay for a flight up to D.C. Um, it's a it's a three-day event, and there's one day on the hill uh, where, we, where we all go meet and you know, the other component of this is you mentioned networking. Um, mm -hmm. I'm fortunate enough to have sent outgoing referrals and, you know, I can make sure that my clients that move out of state are taken care of yeah. because I've met these people in different states and vice versa. Um, they know if they've got people in Atlanta, they can call me. Um, so it's been good for business. So it's, you know, it's just relationship building, networking, and, you know, there's a lot of people that have other business models that they're exploring and different things. And that's, that's pretty cool too. So, yeah. um, I would encourage you if, if that sounds of interest, um, sign up for them. There's a ton of value that's created there. And Atlanta always has a, a big presence at all of these national events. Yeah. And you mentioned, I mean, I actually have not had the privilege of going to, uh, the dome, uh, you know, nationally, but I have done the the local one. So for those of you who haven't, you know, even gotten involved there, that was a first for me last year. And it's the uh, legislative day at the Dome right here right. in Atlanta that happens. And I believe this year it is February 28th to March 1st. So, you know, look out for that because that even on the local level give yep. you a little bit of an idea. Um, but as Michael said, if, if this is really kind of uh, advocacy is kind of is your thing, and you want to go on the national level, we have that opportunity with the with the Realtors Association, which honestly, who would have thought when I first thought of going in real estate that that would be the involvement that I'm at, yeah. you know? It's it's amazing, the journey. I'm uh, going to get you to D.C. You're going to have to come to D.C. and join us there. It's my it's one of my favorite things that we do as Realtors. We're going to do it. We're uh, going to do the it. Then the state conference is, is amazing, too. So yeah. yeah. Well, as a political science uh, major in college, you know, that's where I thought come I would on. end up. There you go. Yep. So we'll see. We'll see. I'll have to have to go there with you all. Well, listen, it's been a great conversation. Um, I want to kind of ask you one last question here. Um, I want to see if there's any last thing you want us to be looking out for in your year ahead. Um, this can be from you, the association, uh, or even our industry, you know, um, any kind of last words of advice here. Yeah, just the, the, the theme for this year, again, is showing our work. And we're going to be articulating the value that we bring, uh, particularly outside the transaction. We have so many members that have just done amazing things. Um, one of our friends, Christopher Matos Rogers, he was recently awarded the NAR Evergreen Award. Um, Jennifer Barnes in Sandy Springs was awarded the Good Neighbor Award for her work in philanthropy. We have so many amazing stories about our members, and they're so engaged with their, within the community. We have uh, members that are on city councils. At, at, we have members that are part of the state government. Um, we have members that are, I, I mean, they're just doing so many things on TV. And I, I I'm really excited to share those stories. So I would encourage um, to anyone listening, 
leverage that hashtag, hashtag on whatever your social, your favorite social media platform is or all of them. And we're going to be looking for them and we're going to be looking for stories that we can share. And these messages will be shared to our membership and, and out to the public. Um, so we've got a really, really fun year ahead of us um, with that. And, and I, I'm just excited to represent our association and our members this year. I'm very proud of being part of this association. I'm excited about you leading us in 2023, Michael. And realtors out there listening, we have some homework. So we're going to be showing our work, right? Let's make sure we are telling these stories. And I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, you're right. I've heard realtors talk about numbers and, you know, accomplishments and awards. And at the end of the day, some of those buyers are trying to just figure out their next home after a, a big life event, right? right? Or they're trying to buy that first home. Um, and, and they want to hear about the experiences and what you bring to the table let's make sure we don't forget that so thank you michael for being with us hey thank you to everyone out there it's been a pleasure sitting with y'all i hope you have a great one and uh, we will see you next time on the rundown see ya thank you for tuning in to the atlanta realtors rundown please subscribe and for more information on how to get engaged check us out at atlantarealtors.com we look forward to having you join us for the next episode